Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 2415. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to get into the Word? Well, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 1 through 3. We're continuing our series on Back to the Basics, on having a strong foundation in the Word. Hebrews 6, 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. You see, this mentions six foundation principles or elementary principles, or somebody could call them foundation stones in there. Repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And it calls it the elementary principles. And it's really saying that if we don't understand these, we can't go on into the deeper things of God. So God wants us to understand these fully and have them in our lives spiritually to have a firm foundation in his word that we may grow in Christ. Now, I added a seventh stone called the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 6. And we've uh, been in this series a few days, and so we started on that. And we've learned a lot about that. And right now we're talking about the second stone, repentance from dead works. And if you'll remember, in our last broadcast, I talked about back to the basics rule number two. And that was, because faith without works is dead, works matter. Let me say that again. Because faith without works is dead, which is found in James 2.20, then obviously works matter. What matters over time? We live in time, hours, minutes of time throughout the day, and it's all events, and we try to plan our time to make sure that things have value, and we're adding to our lives rather than taking away, but let's look at what time is. Time is a continuum, it's an interesting definition here, a continuum of sequential occurring events that apparently happen in irreversible order. Let me say that again. Time is a continuum of sequential occurring events that apparently happen in irreversible order. George Carlin said, the reason for time is to prevent everything from happening at once. That's an interesting description. So we have words that describe time, like millenniums, centuries, decades, years, months, weeks, days, hours, minutes, and seconds, and none of them will exist in eternity. You see, there's 
coming a time where time will end. The Bible says there'll be no time, and we're going to enter eternity. And so when we're talking about dead works or repentance from dead works, we have to understand we don't want to produce dead works in our time today. We want to produce works that have value. You see, dead works add no value to life on the earth, and they don't add any value to eternity. Dead works are useless. They're futile. Vain deeds, tasks, human actions, sin, useless rituals, and works of self-righteousness, and they add no value to eternity. But if you're like me, I want to do things that matter, that make a difference with the time. I don't want to have dead works. I want to have works of righteousness that produce things of value. And so the word for today is going to be faith works. As opposed to dead works, we want to talk today about what would be faith works. Yes, we need to repent from dead works, but we also need to know what faith works are. So if we need to repent from dead works, then we should change those works to faith works that have value to eternity, being the kingdom. Does this mean that my work and my job, my business, my livelihood, and my family, and so on, have no value? Well, not if you're using them to make a difference for eternity. You see, it tells us to repent from dead works. But what do we do then? Well, we begin faith works. How can you begin to use your job, your work, your business, your family, your income, your talents, your giftings, your education, your smile, your words, your spirit? How can you use your time for faith works, all those minutes and hours and days and weeks? Even rest and vacations, do they have value? Well, yes, they do. Even Jesus took time off. Has your life produced a faith work in the past day, week, or month? Or has it all been dead works? There's a big difference between dead works and faith works. Have you had a faith work lately? Well, don't waste your life on dead works Get busy with faith works. In order to do so, you'll need to be established or have a firm foundation in your heart on what you believe, on what you say and in your words, and what you do. We need to continually work on what we believe and what we say. Repent and start believing and saying, then you'll begin to do faith works that matter. Remember, because faith without works is dead— works really do matter. In other words, if we have no works, it's because we have no faith. Or no faith works, it means we have no faith. James 2.20 says this, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And then in verse 18 it says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. There's been a lot of discussion about the book of James and, and the value of the book, and, and we know that we're not saved by works. But we should have works worthy of being saved or works that show that we're saved. In other words, if you're saved and you have Jesus in your heart, your face should show it. Your actions should show it. Your words should show it. The things you do should show it. It should make a difference in your life. Let's discuss the difference between what a dead work would be, where it says, repent from dead works, and what would be a faith work. I like that word. I kind of made it up myself. Faith works versus dead works. Well, a dead work has either no value 
or even a negative value because of its result in the present world or eternal world. A faith work will always have value and have positive results in the present time and also in eternity. Zero value could be simply wasted time that means nothing. Sleep and rest have a great value when you're tired, but we can always sleep or rest too much too. A negative value is something with a detrimental effect to your present and to your future. A positive value brings life to any given situation. I can think of a negative value being as a sin or like lying or stealing. It's going to have a detrimental effect to your present or your future, that's for sure. A positive value brings life to any given situation. Dead works or faith works, can we name some? Well, what would be a dead work that really has no value? It's wasted time. How about a traffic jam? I, I can't see a whole lot of value in a traffic jam. But let's go into the negative. But what would be negative? I would say that adultery would be negative. That would be a negative work. That would be a dead work. Lying would be a dead work. Stealing would be a dead work. Coveting would be a dead work. But a positive work would be sharing our faith, leading someone to the Lord, reading our Bible, or giving to spread the gospel to the world. Big difference between dead works and faith work. And he tells us this is the repentance of dead works. That's the second stone, repentance from dead works. James 2.18 says, Show me your faith without your works. I'll show you my faith by my works. We should be able to see a Christian. We should be able to tell by their actions. They're not working for salvation, but because they're saved, their life has changed, and they should be full of faith works. Faith works include living our lives for others. This is very interesting. I call it the duty of self-sacrifice. See, as Christians, we need to live our lives for the sake of others. This is a very, very important point. In Romans chapter 14, verses 13 through chapter 15, verse 2, it says, Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there's nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. I like that. Do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor to do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. 
We then, who are strong, ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. What does this mean? It means living ourselves for the life of others, taking our life and living for the benefit of others. As a matter of fact, it actually says in 1 Thessalonians, or Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in chapter 5, verse 22, that we are to abstain from all appearance of evil. Why is that? It's because we're supposed to be ambassadors for the kingdom. We're supposed to be good examples. We're supposed to be mentoring and modeling, not hurting others by our behaviors that, although they may not be bad, they could cause others to sin or cause others to wonder who we are and are we really Christians. You see, we really are to live ourselves for the life of others. We're almost out of time. I've got to stop right now. And so we're going to take up tomorrow on what does this mean when Paul said, it's good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor to do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. And we'll look at faith works versus dead works. God bless you. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.